Welcome to the Paradise Paradox. My name's Kurt Robinson and I'm presenting this fantastic voyage for you all to view on YouTube, download, podcast, podcasts, uh, iTunes, whatever. Where, however you access it, however you want to see it, listen to it, download it, stuff, stick it on a USB and plug it into your nostrils. However you want to live it, this is the Paradise Paradox. So today I'm interviewing uh, an old uh, wingman of mine, Chris Manick, dating coach, if you could use that word, uh, but also a life coach, a motivational teacher, um, a social skills expert, I guess you could say. Uh, so in this episode, we get into how, how Manick got into this line of work, um, what, what he sees as the, as the major challenges, what his perspective is on uh, self-improvement, on, on self-help, personal development in general, and um, some other interesting stuff. So, <laughs> so I hope you join us. Um, remember to jump on over to Steemit. So Steemit is a new blogging platform, social media platform, where you can actually get paid for contributing and, and curating. Uh, so jump on over to www.steemit.com and uh, steemit.com slash at paradise-paradox. You can find our content on there. Also, um, the paradise, uh, steemit.com slash at C-H-U-R-D-T-Z-U. You can find my content there. There's a lot of good stuff on there in general, so I, I, I recommend you, you check it out. And uh, if, if you do join, then uh, please upload our posts uh, because that, that, uh, that helps us a lot and uh, keep us going with this amazing project. So, I hope to see you on Steemit. Let me know, say hi in the comments. Uh, we appreciate the comments as much as we do the, the money that we get from there. So, <laughs> um, let's get into it. So, uh, do you want to tell us a bit about your your business, uh, what you do, and what your what your goals are, what value you offer? I don't have goals, and I offer no value. Um, <laughs> uh, my business Bankruptcy. is yeah, it's all out box down in South Bank. Um, <laughs> I use dating and approaching women as a means to grow men emotionally and spiritually, and so I guess. For lack of better terms, I'm a dating coach, um, mm -hmm. but I don't, I don't, yeah, even though I use that, I don't really like the term. Um, I, again, mm. I, I just always saw dating as something, you know, going out to approach and to meet women. I always saw it as something that grew you a lot as a person, it grew me a lot, a lot as a person, and I see it with my clients, it, you know, it grows them a lot. Um, so I always just saw it as something that could um, so that's what I do. That's what, that's what I do every day of my life. I basically get guys and get them out there, get them approaching, interacting with girls, women, and, you know, help, helping them grow, helping them deal with all their emotional shit that comes up and, yeah, have better dates, have better interactions, meet more people, become better socially, uh, mm -hmm. all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, that's what I do. So it's like a kind of uh, I, f I forget what they call it. They call it something like exposure therapy. Like exposure therapy. You, yeah, you you get exposed to the thing that that makes you nervous, mm. um, maybe gradually or maybe all all in one go, and and you you get over your fears pretty quickly. Oh, definitely, yeah. And that's why I like what I do because it's very um, it's very in your face. You know, you can you can mm. you can sit on a couch and talk to someone about your issues, which I which I think is great. But then when you go out to approach someone or start an interaction, start a conversation with a stranger, all that stuff's going to come up about not being enough, um, you know, all your all the stuff from the past, maybe parental stuff, maybe ex stuff, all kind of like emotional insecurity, all that's going to come up. So I really mm -hmm. like this because it's a very practical way to go about improving yourself. Um, 
Yeah. I mean, I got a shit ton out of it. I see my clients growing quite a substantial amount. Most of the time, positively, sometimes negatively. You know, you've got to go through a, a, a bit of shit sometimes um, in order mm. to grow. You've got to, you've got to face those demons when they come up and sometimes that ain't pleasant. So. Mm. Okay. Mm. So... Uh, you've never had any uh, any formal training in psychotherapy or anything just like that. Just the streets, my friend. Just the streets. <laughs> yeah, the street smarts. Well, yeah. you know, that's what counts a lot of the time. Yeah. So, what what kind of transformations? Like, like you do, like a like a, a class every week with a student. It's something like that, isn't it? Like a long term program. Over yeah, I, I usually spend a month with clients. Um, hmm. It depends, you know, so, you know my, the smallest thing that I do is just sitting down in a cafe with a guy for a couple of hours over coffee and just digging around in his head. But, mm. you know, and then I, you know, do day and night sessions where I wear a cake just for a day or a night and just get them interacting. And a lot of the times that's enough for a guy to kind of, you know, have some stuff come up and deal with that and find some confidence. Um, but ideally, yeah, you want to spend a bit of time with guys and see them a few times in the week to... Um, I just think that you can... You can whip someone up into a frenzy quite easily in, in a day or in a night, but what happens is if they're then left to their own devices to, to go and uh, implement it, it's a lot harder. So what I think is better with like a more long-term approach is, you know, you spike them up and then you let them drop. Then you spike them up again, then you let them drop. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm out there almost every day with, with clients. So, mm-hmm. so you, you're, you're basically, you're kind of, training them in, into this new um, self-image or this, this new emotional state so they can grow into it and, and learn to do it themselves. Basically, yeah, definitely, yeah. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, I, so years ago I, t- I took a, an RSD boot camp and I remember there was this, uh, uh, this idea that they, they taught me of, uh, I think he called it chode snapback. So like... He said three months. <laughs> yeah, some uh, some you know technical psychological term. He said like three three months after the the program, you're going to start to feel like, oh, this isn't me, man. You know, I'm I'm not really the kind of guy who does this. I'm not really the kind of confident guy. Three months, man. You're going to have that in your first night out. If, <laughs> well, if you're, yeah, if you're a course. guy that's grown up quite shy and you've you know you've grown up just not really interacting, you know. Uh, I was coaching yep. a guy earlier in this week who grew up um, out in the sticks, you know, out in country, country Victoria. Um, mm. And, yeah, he was sort of saying, like, he just, it's, 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 you know, he's sort of late 20s and stuff now. And he said he still finds it foreign because that's just how he grew up, you know. So mm. a lot of those guys are going to have that resistance the very, the very first night that they're out in a bar. Um, yeah. But what I say to those guys is, your brain just wants you to be comfortable. Your brain doesn't want what's best for you. So when your brain is like, this is not me, don't do this, rah, rah, rah. Uh, you got, you've got to decide what's for you and not let your brain, you know, I always use the analogy of, you know, a, an obese person just kind of going into the gym and going, yeah, this isn't really for me because it's not, it's not for you, but you don't want to do you because you's not, not great, you know, it's not working, <laughs> not working for you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so you got, yeah, got to push past that. An initial hurdle, and then yeah. Well, I think you've got to decide what, what you want to be, and then you've got to implement um, strategies for that, you know, and not be succumb always to your emotions. Not uh, not succumb always to your emotions. I guess. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. I, I, I literally just went out and uh, you know this morning, like every other morning, I wake up uh, before I turn on my phone and shit. I meditate and I go out and do some sprints. I never want to do that. I've been doing that. (laughs) I never want to do that. And still every morning I fucking get up and do it. Um, (laughs) That's discipline. (laughs) Well, (laughs) that's, that's, that's good. But, um, well, sometimes I feel like, um, let's see, how can I say it? Like, like if you, if you structure things in your life, right, you can make it so so you feel more motivated to or more uncomfortable staying in bed mm. than getting up and doing doing some exercise or something like that. I ha- not that I've reached yet. that level yet, but <laughs> then you just find enlightenment, find nirvana in your bed. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Yeah, get some fucking John and Yoko shit going on. That'd be good. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what? 
what John and Yoko shit particularly. They're loving. They're, Revolution they're, number nine. They're bedding, whatever it was. So what is it? Like, not, uh, I think it was uh, early 70s or something. They had their, their bedding. Yep. They stayed in bed for like weeks. I think it was to protest the Vietnam War. But yeah, really, they were yeah. just smacked out of their heads. So, you know, that's a bit no one talks about. <laughs> yeah, probably had something to do with yeah. it. <laughs> but <laughs> still, okay, I mean... We remember it even now, so I guess it worked in some res- respect. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> drugs for drugs for protest. <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> cool. Um, so, can you can you tell me how you got started in in the game, or how you, how you got started in either personal development or, or meeting women, or um, how how you got onto that path? Yeah, sure. Um, so I've been in this now for 11 years. So I'm 35 now. I started when I was 24 and just, you know, sorry, I just noticed something on my fucking table. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I just broke up with a girl and I realized that, um, I don't know, I, I just realized that I was pretty shit when it came to, you know, and I was, I was 24 at the time. So I was really in that prime of like wanting to get out and, you know, meet girls and do all this sort of stuff. Um, I just realized that I couldn't, you know, and I just realized that I wanted to feel better and I realized that it was up to me and I had to stop being a whingy bitch and, you know, take things into my own hands. So I just started, and this is 2004, so there was no, you know, there was not much going around at that stage. There was no, there was nothing online. There was fucking no YouTube. There was no, you know, nothing. So it was just up to me to go out and just start, um, you know, approaching people and, interacting and seeing, you know, my first year I basically went out and just stood there in bars, just kind of going, just hoping something would happen. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, as time went on, I learned more and more. I pushed myself to do more and more. And um, by the time I got to Melbourne in 2006, 2007, something like that, um, you know, I was coaching soon after because I'd kind of come far enough that people – uh, would see it when I was out. People would see that I'd go out and I'd have a good time, and you know. So people just started asking me to take them out, and initially I declined because I it was my hobby. I didn't want to fucking. I worked all week, man. I didn't want to have to fucking coach on the weekends. Um, but eventually, I just decided, yeah, why not? And uh, yeah, so now, yeah, now I do it every day. <laughs> that's that's awesome. What what was your career at that time? Oh, dude, I've done everything, man. I was so I grew up in hospitality mostly. Uh, I lived overseas for a while. I was working in high schools over there. Uh, then when I got to Melbourne, I started as a debt collector. Then I moved more into like insurance financing. Um, yeah, and my you know the the job that I quit, <clears throat> you know, I was being trained as a manager uh, for a, a big sort of finance company, uh, bef- and I think I walked out four months after starting that so they were fucking not happy about at all but (laughs) yeah i'll bet yeah um yeah so i guess you know if if it wasn't for coaching i'd probably i don't know what i don't know what where where i'd be now but that was what i've been full-time this is my sixth year full-time uh so i'd probably be high up in that on that corporate ladder by now Uh, do you, do you think uh, a lot of those skills that you, that you learned in all those jobs uh, transferred over t- to uh, to coaching or? Yeah, um, a lot of yeah, because I do everything in my business myself. Literally everything from website to invoicing to literally everything I do myself, um, much to my own physical demise. Um, but so yeah, definitely a lot of things that I learn in you know the insurance and financing sort of stuff has helped me in in business. A lot of the stuff that I learned in hospitality has just helped me interact with people. Uh, like, you know, when I was a, I was a waiter for a couple of years uh, when I was in New Zealand. And, uh, you know, I just learned very quickly just to take the piss out of the men and flirt with the women. Um, and that would get me more tips. That would get me really good tips. Uh, and when I say take the piss out, I'm talking like, you know, I worked in a kind of exclusive, you know, quite high up restaurant. So we'd get and an older patronage so you know you're flirting with you know 50 60 year old women and you're taking the piss out of the men so they're loving you and they're just throwing money at you um <laughs> so yeah I've, I've picked up things along the way for sure definitely yeah 
That's great. Well, yeah. What what you said about um, about just um, in the beginning, you just went to bars and and you just stood there for a while. I guess it's um, and maybe the lesson there is if even if you can't go up and you know start charming the ladies or something, at least you can go out and do something. Yeah, anything, it is, anything better than nothing. And you can't you can't mm-hmm. keep doing something. One two things going to happen. Either you're going to break through, or you're going to die in the process. And if you die, you'll you know it's not like you're going to be around to regret your decision. So eventually, it's going to happen. And that's the difference between me and a lot of other guys who kind of started, I guess, doing similar. I just kept at it. I just because I you know I just decided there's not much to really go back to. So this is the only way forth. I had a client say it once. Um, he said something about like I'm halfway up the mountain. Like I can't go back. I just got to keep going up, you know. So yeah, man, I went out and stood around for for years, you know, when I, you know, when I first started learning to meet girls through the day, supermarkets and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I would go out countless times and not do anything. Come home and just go, oh, fuck it, I'll go and try again in a couple of days. So I kind of get a bit. I have a very short fuse for people who are very whingy about, like, oh, I went out and I tried to talk to one girl and she didn't like me. Like, fuck off. <laughs> no. Jesus Christ, man. Grow some balls. Man up. Like, you, you can't do something once and then complain it didn't work. You know, if, if that is the case, then you never really wanted it to start, you know? Yeah. So, I got one number and she didn't text me back. Because you're a yeah. whingy bitch. That's why she didn't text me back. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah, but. yeah. Well, it's 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 about uh, patience. Like um, you know, it's not like there's a time limit. If you if you no, if you fail but, one night, it's not yeah, a problem. You you got plenty yeah. of nights. <laughs> man, you know, you're the rest of your life, man. I've coached guys in their fucking sixties for Christ's sake. Wow. You know, I've coached a lot of guys, <laughs> you know, in their early twenties as well. But you got the rest of your life to to improve and to grow and to get out and to meet people. So what's the rush you know <laughs> so, yeah just yeah. stick to the process and and try to have fun yeah i like that you said process as well because it's not mm. even if you did go out and meet someone that was mind-blowing and you wanted to get into a relationship tomorrow it's probably not it might not even be a great thing for a lot of new guys because who they meet if they start today you know who they meet tomorrow versus who they meet in a year they're going to be a different person in that year because you're going to grow a lot within that year and you know so you're you're going to be in a much better place in a year's time you're going to attract much better people you're going to attract much better situations you're going to be happier um so that's why i'm a big i'm a big proponent of get yourself on a path and keep growing rather than just wanting your outcome right now mhm mhm whether it be anything, but, whether it be girls, whether it be money, whether it be whatever, health, anything. Mm, mm. Um, as, as a counterpoint to that, um, obviously uh, a, a, pers- a, a man or a person could get a, a lot of personal growth while single. But I guess uh, on, the, on the other side, if they do get into a relationship, um, they, could, they could have a, a lot of growth there as well. 100%. But do you think... For, for certain guys and certain times in their life, it's not going to be beneficial for them to do that. Definitely, because I think a lot of people just don't want to be alone. And it's almost like they haven't, they haven't learned to deal with themselves, with, them, with themselves. Oh, it's too early for me. Um, they haven't learned. They haven't midday, learned. But <laughs> yeah, I know it's midday, but I'm having my morning smoothie, man. Um, <laughs> yeah. I actually slept for like nine hours last night, which is ridiculously long for me. That never happens. Um, yeah, so I, I think, you know, I, I've mentioned in seminars before, I've got some friends that are you know, long-term relationships and they're bosses. They grow together. They run businesses together. Awesome. But what I do see in those people, usually they're, they've, they've grown uh, b- before that. So I think what a lot of guys, um, they, they don't really want to be with someone because they're complete themselves and they're full and they're happy with their lives and they're happy with their directions. They just want someone to take away the pain. They want someone to like make them not feel alone. They want, you know, and it's usually, um, yeah, I don't know, whatever. I, I'm not exactly, that's not exactly my, my area of, uh, okay. that's okay. not my forte, <laughs> but that's, I do discourage people from like fucking grow. If you want, if you want, 
girlfriend, great. If you want to stay out there and meet a bunch of girls, great. Whatever you want, you are worthy of. But make sure you're doing it for the right reasons. Like, I actually, you know, to go on the other side of that, I know some guys that are still out going hard playing the field because they've got, you know, some some fucked up shit in there, you know. So they're trying to outrun, you know, relationships. And then I know other guys who are just desperately trying to get a girlfriend rather than trying to grow themselves. Again, because they're trying to outrun their shit. So, you know, I, I love getting my hands on these guys because I get to dig around in their head and tweak shit and put them through the emotional roller coaster. I love it. <laughs> I guess I do too. <laughs> no, it doesn't sound. They usually like me in the end, maybe not through the process. <laughs> depends on the guy, right. though, man. It depends on the guy, you know. Um, yeah. But before we, we, we mentioned, uh, we were discussing. Uh, ayahuasca prior to this and i think it's the same sort of thing if you've got a lot of shit that's hidden in you that's coming out and that's a good thing but if you don't if you've resolved a lot of your stuff it'll be a pro it might be a smoother journey for you it's the exact same as this mm -hmm. yeah yeah um i was gonna ask you you, you said uh about um you you get out there and and either you you get to, you you stick with it or you die trying. Um, have uh, I guess a lot of people if they go out to bars um, uh, for a lot of men it can be intimidating because there's there's a threat that maybe the boyfriend is going to pop up from behind a, a post and say hey what's all this then? Um, what's do you all think this that's maybe here in Australia? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you think that's that's a problem, or that's uh, that's not really a yeah. uh, realistic I mean, concern? Let's put it this: I probably approach more women than anyone in this country, uh, and I think I've had problems with boyfriends two, three times. Literally, I could count it on one hand out of probably ten, fifteen thousand approaches. Um, and I think, look, if you're a bit of a fucktard, if you're a bit of a violent guy, if you're an aggressive guy, you're going to attract that. You just you just will. I'm not that guy. I tend to not attract that. Um, and also, I think if so what happens any time a boyfriend gets involved is a lot of guys their their ego flares up. So they'll approach a girl, the boyfriend will rock up, and they'll still they'll still try and try and maintain this. You know, their ego will be at the forefront. Whereas, you know, myself, you know, if I approach a girl wherever supermarket, street, whatever, and the boyfriend rocks up. I'm just like, oh, hey, cool. Hey, man, how are you? Like, I'm, I'm very friendly and I take a step down because I know that he wants to look above me in her eyes and they're together. So I'm happy to fucking, I'm happy to play that role, you know. Even, oh, sorry, dude, I didn't know she was with you. You know what I mean? And so nine, most of the time, oh, sorry, most of the time guys are just more than happy to, they don't care. They, they, don't, they don't mind at all. And I think any kind of, um, I don't know, any kind of secure relationship, that's, that's usually the case. If they're secure, if they're happy, cool. I, I walked out of a, a bar in Melbourne a couple of weeks ago and uh, there was a girl walking out behind me to this big fluffy hair and I said something like, yeah, I mentioned something about her hair. I was like, I love your hair or something like that. And uh, she's like, yeah, and I'm like, yeah, come here. And we just hugged. Like, that was it. But we hugged and then we walked out of the bar and her boyfriend was out at the front and uh, – and this guy cracked it. He just stormed up the street and she was like, oh, God. And, uh, and I was like, man, that, that is not a secure relationship. <laughs> I didn't know the girl. We said one thing, we hugged, and, you know, yeah. and he's cracked it and stormed up the street. And I was with my client. I was like, what the fuck was that? Um, yeah. So, I, look, I don't, I don't think there's really ever an issue with, with boyfriends. Uh, I think the one time, that comes to my, one time that comes to mind that where I had an issue, the guy was iced out of his fucking head. Uh, Another time I was a dick and I warrant, I, and it was warranted him to be a dick back mm. to me. But mm. they're the only two that I can think of that were, that were problematic. You know, if you're a decent guy, you don't attract nutcases and you're not one of these fucking like, look, if, if a girl's in a relationship, cool. There's no shortage of girls in any city. You know, I'm in Melbourne, man. There's no shortage of other people <laughs> you can go and talk to. And if you're the guy that wants to kind of win the girl that's got the boyfriend for your own fucking ego, you got issues, man. So just walk away. You know, she's got a boyfriend. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, yeah. What I mean, what I found a, a lot of times is that is the boyfriend will be like 
super cool. Like you show respect. Exactly. Like, hey man, you you got some balls coming up and, and talking to a girl from from nothing from a, yeah. you know cold, cold calling. Especially if you're not a guy that uh, people would assume to be good with girls. Like you know, if mm. I if you're a little kind of shorter guy that's kind of shy and you know all that, and you're approaching an attractive girl on the street, then yeah. That's that's definitely going to be the case, um, mm. and also the guy's probably not going to see you as much of a threat. So, <laughs> okay, in that case, yeah, yeah. Well, well, I remember. So, so when I first start, started go, going out and meeting women, it was in Maitland, and you know the pop- population like sixty thousand or Maitland whatever. Maitland, New South and, where New South Wales. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh shit! I, I don't know if I ever mentioned, but yeah, I'm, I grew up in Maitland. Really. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're you know from the from the same area. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, uh, yeah. And that, what would happen? Is that during the mental hospital times? You surely <laughs> would have caught that growing up, right? <laughs> there, was a, there, was a, there was a really it, big, um, you know, institution, a big sort of mental institution in Maitland. In Maitland uh, yeah. I, th- so I, th- I thought Maitland. you were making a personal slide about me. Um, no, no, of course it, not. It, just, I don't know. <laughs> Because any time I was I growing know. up, you'd meet someone from Maitland, that you know, you'd you'd get to make fun of them because, it, yeah, yeah, sounds about right. Well, I, I don't know. There was uh, Morissette was famous for his mental. Oh, it was Morissette. Might have, been, well. might have been. Yeah, was it Morissette or Maitland? But, yeah, well, maybe there was one in Maitland as well. It wouldn't surprise me. But it was like it was kind of weird because. Uh, there's like this rivalry between Maitland and Cessnock, and they're both kind of shitholes, but each <laughs> one accuses the other of having two heads and that sort of thing. Oh, uh, okay. Right. <laughs> and anyway, you, so you get out of yeah. there. I remember uh, I was talking to mm. someone soon after moving to Melbourne, and I said, Yeah, I'm from Newcastle. And she said, She goes, Oh, you must know how to fight. I was like, Fucking hell, Newcastle's reputation down here is hilarious. <laughs> you must know how to fight. But just because I was from Newcastle. Yeah, yeah, but that's that's kind of what it's like. Um, but I, I remember some somehow like uh, I would I would go out with my buddy Dan and we would be like like uh, walking a- around the club and dancing and, and talking to girls and having a good time, uh, and we were just in in such a good mood. But pe- people would notice us because we're kind of by doing what we were doing, we're making a, a spectacle. But um, like. I, I assume guy, guys were like pointing us out, and and sometimes the the rumor would get back to me like, hey, this, you know, this guy wanted to beat you up. Um, but uh, I guess when they whenever they got close to us, they see us there with our huge smiles on our face, and we're like, yeah, man, what's what's happening? Yeah. Um, and they <laughs> they could never follow through oh, with the guy yeah. that was so so happy. <laughs> yeah, okay, sure. I've I've yeah. not had that, but it, it would make would make sense to me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> press like on YouTube, press like on Facebook, and subscribe on YouTube, iTunes, and Pocket Coast. Follow us on Twitter at BattleAZ and TroubleBubble and show your support at donate.theparadiseparadox.com. <laughs> Um, so in in a lot of guys' minds, there's there's a stigma about um, trying to get good with women yep. or try or, or personal development in general. Oh yeah, huge. Uh, why why do you think that is? Because um, we live in an ego fueled society, and no one wants to you know admit they need help. Uh, and and I I also think the industry probably hasn't helped too much. The self help industry is so fucking wanky. It's so wanky that. You know, if you can dream it, you can do it. This kind of bullshit. Um, the secret and... Yeah, and, and what really bothers me is there's so much uh, great content in that. Even the secret, yeah. You know, if you, if you take out the huge cheese factor in the secret, there's an amazing message in that, you know. One that I learned at 16. I remember reading a, um, The Power of Your Subconscious Mind at 16 and I was blown away. It became like my Bible. And the secret's just that, but it's layered with this fucking... You know, and then I found a scroll. I don't know if that's in there, but it's just <laughs> dripping with cheese, you know, that it's this big secret or whatever. Um, yeah. So I, I don't think the industry really helps because it's it does come with that stigma. It comes with that stigma that you're that kind of, you know, weird, broken person. Um, but getting it with girls, yeah, I mean, a lot of it, it's – you must be a loser in order to – 
you know, seek out someone like me or something. And, and the irony is most of my guys are cooler than most of the people that would assume that. Like I've coached some fucking cool guys. And that's usually what most of my clients say because anytime I coach a guy, I get them involved with like my past clients and, you know, friends of mine and all that. And inevitably, they, they say that. They're just like, these guys are really cool guys. You know, not, not what you would expect of people seeking out the services of, of someone like me. And yet time after time, year after year, the guys that I coach are really fucking cool guys um, of a wide variety of, of professions. Um, dude, I've coached literally models, like I've more than one, like male models. So, you know, and, and it's not that have to be completely shit and a complete loser to, you know, get help from someone like me or even buy a book on the topic or something like that. A lot of people just want a bit of a kick in the ass. They just want a little bit more assistance because we live in a society that this is not taught. None of this is taught. We just have to figure this out. It's like you turn 16 and it's like you fucking, you're on your own, you know. So we learn all this shit in school and stuff, but we don't learn a lot of stuff like this that will actually help us. Um, so we're left kind of bouncing off the, off the edges and, and people often assume that if a guy's tall and attractive and confident, then he must just be great with girls. But when you live in a, in a society that is, that is very much like stranger danger, don't talk to people, don't be a fucking creep, don't all that. And that guy wants to get out and, you know, approach that cute girl in the bar. He's going to be riddled with conflict. You know, there's going to be yeah, a lot of shit going on in his head. I don't know if I, I don't know if he answered the question. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I think that's a that's a pretty good answer actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's a this this uh, cultural assumption or cu- cultural baggage, I guess, um, mm. and um, perhaps a, a, a lack of a rite of passage as well. Mm, um, I've heard there's, that there's, discussed a lot. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. like you, that men don't really know when they're men. Um, mm. a lot of eras throughout history, a lot of places, probably still in the world, there's a rite of passage. So, you know, one day you're a boy, one day you're a man. Yeah. And we don't, we don't really have that here. You know, it reminds me of the fight club, uh, quote, you know, I'm a 30 year old boy. So, mm. yeah, I think, I think a lot of us feel like that. Dude, I'm 35 show. and I'm still like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> Successful business, 35, I live in the best city in, in the country. And still, I'm just like, what, what, am I, what am I doing with my life? What? Yeah. See, I love that. You, you never reach this point of like, I think that's an interesting thing. You know, we're always seeking yeah. this completion. We're always seeking a sense of, I'm there. But as soon as you get there, coming you know, from someone who has reached multiple goals throughout my life, oh, if I just got there, I'd be sorted. And then you get there and it's like, your brain finds something else straight away. So <laughs> it's interesting. Where where yeah. eternal problem see, problem seekers solvers, right? Yeah, Always. I guess it's a it's it's a double edged sword because um it keep, it keeps you motivated and so it can can uh it can get you some kind of happiness like the happiness of of the struggle mm. but on the other on the hand it can get you the the unhappiness this dissatisfaction like I'm never never good enough oh definitely uh, yeah. yeah I remember uh, a few years ago maybe like six years ago, something like that, being in a place where I would literally have guys looking up to me going, oh my God, your life's fucking amazing, all this. You know, back in the day when I was, you know, frankly, whoring around a lot and just running amok. Um, but I ended up in therapy after all that because you just, it, wow. it reached a point where it ends up quite hollow and quite empty. Um, mm. So yeah, it reached a point where people were basically looking at me kind of going, God, if I could just, you know, be like you and get there or whatever. Mm. the same I was really confused because I'm like, wow, I'm really not happy here. And yeah, it's interesting. I think I went through a, a, a breakup soon after that, one of the girls that I was seeing, and it really rattled mm. me. And I remember the, the psych saying to me, I was like, yeah, dude, because you didn't have, you, this is many years ago, he was sort of saying, you know, you don't like your job. Your, your family's uh, in Newcastle or not in Melbourne. Uh, your friends seem more like followers. He's like, all you've really got in your life is, is girls. And now that you've taken a bit of a break from that because you just broke up with this girl and you don't really, you know, you're not going out as much. He's like, what else is there? He used the analogy of a house. He's like, there's nothing holding your house up and it's just come crashing down now. So, yeah, it taught me a lot. Mm, mm, okay. Is, is that a common problem? Do you see, a, do you meet a lot of guys who get lost in the game? Um, lost in whatever? 
Yeah, but I mean, I think there are people that get lost in everything. Every aspect of yeah. life, there are people that get lost. You know, I, I yeah. go to the yeah. you know I go to the gym sometimes and see dudes with muscles the size of fucking clouds, and you're just kind of like, eh, you you might be lost on the path, or you see just rake thin women who are clearly unhealthy, and then we're working out at three a.m. Mm. Um, so I think people get lost in everything, whether it be meeting women, um, business, health. Uh, anything spirituality like we're discussing before spirituality a big one a lot of people get lost in spirituality i think Mm -hmm. yeah because yeah i guess sometimes a lot of the concepts in in spirituality is is so subtle if you misunderstand them it can send you off on this very windy wavy path Mm. in in the wrong direction (laughs) i know people that have literally gone i don't need to do anything now because i you know i've i've found meditation and and that's it. And motherfuckers broke mm. and just not doing anything. But no, meditation has made him the sage on the fucking mountaintop. Um, and mm. this, like, I'm a huge advocate of meditation. I do it every day. But I think a lot of people get lost in it. They just they that's a substitute for fixing the rest of their lives. Mm. I've seen it happen. You know, I've seen people in there. I've seen people go in and come back out, and they're like, "What the fuck was that? Where was I for two years?" Um, yeah. So I, I just think. Everything should be holistic. Everything should be all-encompassing. And if it's not, if you ever find something that claims to be the answer to everything, fuck them. Whether it be a book, whether it be a coach, whether it be a program, a substance, anything. Anything that claims to be a cure-all for everything. Yeah, probably not. Mm. Just move away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, do you, do you mind saying how how you got over that dark period? Was it just th- through through therapy, or the, was there some other method you used? Or um, uh, the first time I was there, coaching helped me a lot because uh, I, I remember start you know, at the start when I said I kind of declined coaching a lot. Um, hmm. One of the one of the reasons that got me into it was actually you know a, a therapist back in the day said to me like you know. Why don't you do more with this? I remember, I remember him saying something. He said, uh, you've got nothing with your name on it. And if you look at my business now, Manic Workshops, that's how it started. Um, mm. So I, I found a purpose outside of running around picking up women. I, and, and it was helping other people, as cheesy as that sounds. And just um, I liked coaching. You know, I, I, found, I found something that I was passionate about. I found something that I was good at. That had a puss. Um, so, and I think that I think that's that's applies to a lot of people. You know, finding something that gives you direction, finding something that you can wake up and be excited to work on. Um, yeah, that that helped me a lot. And also, you know, getting into meditation, getting into finding a more holistic life, starting to go to the gym, doing all this sort of stuff. Because, yeah, I, that that helped me. That was a several things time as well you you just deal with shit you grow as a person you just become a stronger person but i really think it was finding uh finding some purpose for my life and also putting into practice certain things that certain daily things that would help me meditation gym all this sort of stuff like i don't go to the gym to be huge i don't think i'll ever fucking uh, I go to the gym because it keeps me mentally balanced. I don't meditate every morning to like speak to the, the divine inside of me. I just do it because it keeps me mentally balanced. If I don't do certain things for like three days, I start to dip a bit. I can feel it in myself. Productivity drops. I start to get a bit moody. Um, yeah, so finding things to put into practice every day that could keep, you know help me and keep me balanced and uh, mm. finding more purpose, I guess. Okay, all right. Those, those sound so, like some good keys to happiness right there well i hope so i'm pretty happy (laughs) yeah yeah um so i've 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 seen uh one or two of your interviews on like the the morning show or the uh, i forget what those shows are called sunrise or whatever yeah um do do you think the the stigma around this uh around personal development is is changing um Yes, but probably not due to that. Um, you know, mm. They just want stories. You know, I've, I've dealt with enough right. journalists to know that 
they're always your friend before the interview, but uh, <laughs> they just want their fucking story, man. I remember being yeah. once on, uh, on a radio station that will go unnamed, and it was awesome, lovely people, but I remember before the interview, I was like, just don't refer to me as a pickup artist, please. Uh, that's what I said before, and fucking as soon as we went on air, that's, she said it straight away, as soon as we fucking went on air, and I was like, yeah. you're lucky I'm a nice person. We're right here, fucking shred your yeah. ass right now. Um, yeah, get, get the sensational angle in. Of course, it. yeah, of course. <laughs> um, so I do, I do think it's changing, um, but I think probably more than anything, the internet and YouTube are changing it because everyone's got a voice now. Everyone's opinion can be out there. Um, but I actually think media uh, is kind of dying. You know, old forms of media, it's kind of, it's kind of dying off. Um, mm -hmm. the, the less that we trust it, the more it kind of dies off. Um, and the more it's taken, you know, the more other people's voices are for, for, for better and the, you know, better and worse, because, you know, you give everyone a platform, you get some amazing opinions and some amazing voices and you also get some fucking retards. Um, <laughs> so for better or for worse, yes, it's media is being replaced. The stigmas are being replaced and, yeah, and I think everyone everyone should be whether you whether you like it or not, you are in some way involved in personal development because everyone wants to wake up mm. happy. Everyone wants to wake up feeling better. So whether you're doing it consciously or or subconsciously, and whatever play you know, you might be married with five kids, you might be uh, in high school. Everyone's kind of involved in personal development. Hmm. Mm. And the um, yeah, that's that's definitely true in in some aspects but um of, of course people are still you know <coughs> people still can cringe a bit when you use the, the word self-help or that sort of thing mm. uh do, do you think do do you think people will ever see personal development as cool or mainstream or so, you know something that everybody's jumping on board with i don't know um <laughs> Fair enough. Probably, probably not in Australia because we're, you know, <laughs> we like to take the piss out of everything. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I did yeah. say, I, I can say safely, probably not in our lifetime. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I guess the internet speeds up a lot of things. So it does, man. Look at what we've done in, you know, like I was saying before, I, you know, I kicked off in early 20s when there was barely internet, man. I remember internet, if I, mm. how old is this going to make me sound, but internet kicked off when I was a late teen. How weird is that? I grew up without, <laughs> we grew up without phones, man. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, and look at how far we've come in just 20 years. So. Uh, yeah, it's incredible. That's going at frightening speed actually. So. Yeah. 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 And no, I think it's only going to get faster. Uh, so. When, uh, of course, if you if you mention talking to women or or you know becoming more social to to a lot of people, are you still there? Yeah, man, I'm here. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, when you t when you talk about talking to women or becoming more social um, to a lot of people, they're going to assume that you're talking about pickup lines. Um, but of course, that's not that's really not what it's about. Um, it's it's more about uh, principles. So so what would you say the the, the principles are. I guess you've, you've already mentioned a few, like like having having these good habits that that keep you in a good state. One mm. one of some huge. others. That's huge. Yeah. Um, I, I don't. Yeah, I actually, I tell you, ah, oh, fuck it, I'll tell you. Um, I don't. You know, client mentioned to me just earlier. Ah, uh, no, last week he sort of said he was feeling a bit flat and whatever. And this is a past client of mine who's become a, a good friend since. Um, and I was like, okay, what have you done for your mind lately? And he, you know. Just kind of went, oh, no. and I was like, I rest my case. Like, you, you know, you've got to have these things in, in practice here. Because our, our default, our, our default as human beings, I think, is to go into negative because that's what kept us alive. Um, that's what kept us away from the fucking lions or the other tribes. You know, being negative, being cautious, being, you know, <clears throat> uh, that, that kept us alive. So I think that's, that's our default. Uh, so we have to put things into practice if we want to rise above that. Um, but other principles, yeah, pickup lines don't work because a person is always responding to who you are rather than what you're saying. So, you know, you get a someone who's quite negative and not hasn't really developed themselves much by way of like social value or whatever, and giving them gives them an amazing pickup line. It's this the person's still going to respond to them rather than what they're saying. And on the other hand, you get someone who's 
so happy in himself. I wouldn't even say confident because I think confidence is overrated. <clears throat> Just someone who's happy. They have a nice, warm vibe. They have, they're not a fucking predator. They're not a vulture. They're not out to try and suck things from people. They're just out to kind of contribute. You know, if I'm out, you know, approaching, if I'm in a bar or whatever, I'm always thinking, I'm happy to talk to anyone because I'm always thinking, what can I give you as well? You know, you'll see me flirting with the cute girl in the bar, but you'll also see me flirting with, you know, the women in their fifties, just because it's not about me. It's just about what I can, you know, what I can give to people. And if I can make some, someone sort of smile in a bar, cool, mission accomplished. Um, so I think the principles come down to you as a person. Are you, are you happy in yourself? You don't even have to be happy in your life at the moment. You just be, have to be happy in the direction that you're going in. Um, like if you're not taking any steps towards what you want, then you're kind of stagnating. But you know, if you know it's on the horizon, you're not going to be there for a couple of years, but you fucking, you know, you're edging towards it. That's going to, you know, that's that purpose that I was talking about earlier. So I think that's, that's really key. I think um, <clears throat> analyzing your past and analyzing your beliefs, like how you think. Um, you know, I, met, I met a lot of people who have grown up in really dysfunctional uh, sort of families. They've had crazy upbringings, crazy past or whatever, and they just deny it. They, just, they, they deny that that has any effect on their current thinking, their current uh, behavior, their current life. And I think the more that you deny it and the more that you run away from it, the more it's just going to sit there festering in your subconscious mind. So delve into that shit, you know, get into it, explore the stuff that you haven't wanted to think about because I think that's the only way you can heal it. And I think a lot of guys that get involved in this, think it, they think it comes down to like approaching. If I can just approach perfectly, then, then I'll be great and this will be awesome and I'll get girls and I'll be wonderful but they don't ever look at any of that shit. So they're kind of like walking around in the desert with a broken compass. They're, they're fucking walking, but they ain't getting anywhere because the compass is broken. Um, it's a lot of weird metaphors going on this morning. Um, <laughs> it's good. I'm, a, I'm all for weird metaphors. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I think that's it, evaluating yourself, just trying to become a, a good person uh, that you're happy with, uh, trying to get on some kind of life path that you're happy with. And this is this is this is outside of you know meeting girls as well. This is this is everything you know. Like I said, you know, you might be married with five kids. You might be in high school. I kind of think the same principles apply. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Good. Good. Yeah. Well, I guess if if you've if you've kind of um, if you, if you've kind of got some success in in your life, like you've learned some principles of success about about. Um, Determination and discipline. Self-discipline uh, um, is huge. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I've coached how, a lot of guys who. Yep. Sorry to cut you off. I've coached a lot of guys who have been uh, successful in business. They've run successful businesses. Those guys are always easier to coach because it's like they've learned the same principles apply. They've you know, in business whether or meeting girls, learning to be confident with girls. Um, the same principles apply. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Persistence, habits in place, correct mentality. Um, so a guy who has run a business, run a, you know, in brackets, successful business, uh, those guys always do better. They're always much, much easier to coach because all they do is apply, they move the same principle. I coached a guy who was a very, uh, very successful business guy once and I remember he approached this girl and she just completely blew him off and... Uh, yeah, he said, it's just like a business deal, next, you know. And I was like, damn, you, you, you're getting this very quickly, you know. So, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah, well, before, before I really uh, di- dived into meeting women, uh, one of the things I, I did was direct sales and knocking on people's doors. And you have to learn a bit of um, emotional control and, and uh, resilience. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love man. I love that. I love learning that resilience. And this is this is that's probably the the number one thing that I enjoy the most out of out of coaching, and that's just teaching guys resilience. Like I don't teach them; they learn it in the process. You know, you just you learn to be a stronger person, an emotionally stronger person, and uh, deal with life's ups and downs so much better. Just because you went out and approached girls for a few months. It just because a girl tells you not that she very very rarely happens that a girl's point blank rude to you because most girls are lovely and friendly, um, you know. If a girl tells you fuck off or something, or she points out what you're sensitive about, like you're a really short guy, and she's just like fuck off, short ass or something like that, um, it hits you and it really hits you. 
that's you you have to deal with that you have to grow that resilience and if you can grow resilient in like there then it just carries over to everyday life so much mm. so yeah i love that that's my favorite thing about what i do is just that guys become stronger they just deal with life much better um yeah yeah Great. So, how how can people get into contact with you if they if they want to? Oh, yep. Okay. okay. <laughs> you can't. No, 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 no. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, yeah, you can check out my website, which is Manic Workshops, M-A-N-I-C Workshops dot com. Uh, I'm on Instagram, Chris Manic. Uh, so my my business is M-A-N-I-C, but my surname is M-A-N-A-K. So on Instagram, I'm Chris Manic. On YouTube, I'm Chris Manic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you can follow my stuff if you like. Send me a message if you like, or all day, uh, I'm floating around the internet. I live in Melbourne. I have, you know, people come and say hello on the street sometimes, which is always fucking nice. Um, <laughs> it's how people going to go, I love your stuff. I'm like, what stuff? Dude, I've got like five videos on YouTube. What stuff are you <laughs> uh, Yeah, so, yeah, that's it. I guess. Yeah, great. Okay, wonderful. Well, th- thank, thanks so much. Uh, thanks, Chris. Thanks for... Well, thanks for encouraging people and and offering value to people and and uh, giving people an example of how to live uh, an outstanding life um, because that's very important. Cool, thanks, man, and thanks for doing this uh, this podcast. No worries. All right, thanks for listening, guys. I hope you learned a, l- a little from that, and maybe you change your perspective on the the dating and self help industry. Hopefully, I uh, gave you a little new insight there. So thanks very much to Chris for, for that interview. And uh, don't, remember to jump on over to, to Steemit. Um, Steemit.com, uh, we, we, it's a new blogging platform where you can get paid to post, to pay, to curate. So have a look at that, www.steemit.com. And you can check out our posts on there, steemit.com slash at paradise dash paradox. And my content as well. Um, steamit.com slash at C-H-U-R-D-T-Z-U links in the description have a look um, join the site there's a lot of great content on there have a look and you can upload a stuff and it helps us out a lot so peace Thank you.